Hello, welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we will talk about where UITP Asia Pacific office located, Hong Kong. With a 1,105 square kilometers hilly territory has the population of over 7 million, the public transport system made one of the most densely populated places in the world very accessible. The Transport Department of Hong Kong SAR government is the authority for administering the road traffic ordinance and legislation for the management of road traffic, regulation of public transport services and operation of major transport infrastructures. I'm very happy today to have Mr. Lee Man Ho with us. He's the principal transport officer in charge of the railway monitoring division of the transport department. Hello everyone, thanks for Karen's introduction. Apart from railway monitoring, my team also looks after the policy issues of the public transport interchanges, non-franchise business services, and environmental transport modes in Hong Kong. I'm also the coordinator of preventive measures of COVID-19 and supportive initiative for public transport operators in transport department. I know that your team are taking up quite significant roles. The transport department has been actively working with different operators, implementing various preventive measures since the outbreak of COVID-19 in Hong Kong. So what are the main roles for TD to support the sector during the pandemic? Can you briefly tell us about that? One of the key roles of transport department, of course, is to monitor public transport services to serve the passenger demand. The economy of Hong Kong has been hard hit by the pandemic. Public transport services are of no exception. So among others, uh, the railway service both heavy and night well in Hong Kong, and franchise business faced drastic drop in patronage by 35 to 40 percent in February 2021, as compared with that in January 2020, respectively. To help various transport trades to deal with the operating pressures in the prevailing economic situation, the government has announced several rounds of financial measures such as fuel subsidy, subsidy for regular repair and maintenance costs, subsidy to insurance premium, etc., to various trades, including franchise bus, local ferry, public light bus, taxi and tramway operators as appropriate. We also provide subsidy to school bus and tour bus drivers, as well as local operators of hiding eligible employees aged 65 or above. Moreover, there was also an one-off non-accountable subsidy to vehicle owners, including non-franchise buses, school private light buses, high cars and goods vehicles. In February 2020, uh, followed by three more rounds of relief measures in April, September and December respectively. However, the above various type of financial subsidies alone could not actually fully match the loss in revenue incurred to the operators because of the pandemic. 
and the operator have to formulate their own measures to save operating costs and expenses so as to maintain their financial viability. This includes some proposals for adjusting their surface levels in response to the patronage drop. You have just mentioned that TD provide financial support covering almost all public transport modes in Hong Kong. I can also see some collaboration between different modes such as uh, interchange discount, which make an efficient and well-connected uh, intermodal public transport network for the community. Any more to share with us? Transport Department has undertaken the regulatory role to balance the need for surface adjustment and social distancing. The reduction in frequency of surfaces to match the decrease in passenger demand, if implemented too drastically, would cause inconvenience to passengers on one hand and also reduce the social distancing on the other hand. So we should be very careful in looking into their proposal. Therefore, Transport Department has scrutinized the occupancy rates of the franchise buses and the railway services so as to keep it under 70% or 80% occupancy rate as appropriate. As well, we also require the operator to maintain minimum frequency to avoid undue long waiting time. In addition, our approval for the frequency reduction or surface reduction is given only for a separate, say, in a weekly base in order to allow some room for review. Under various prolonged anti-pandemic measures, such as working from home, suspension of school, closure of border points, social distancing has led to a significant decrease in patronage of public transport service. Can you take several examples that brought positive feedback when TD excel in key role as a planner, regulator and advisor? Public transportation accounts for over 90% of the total commuter trips in Hong Kong. Therefore, the survival and resilience of public transport operators, which are private corporations in Hong Kong, operating in accordance to commercial principles are of utmost importance in keeping Hong Kong moving. So at the request and assistance of the government, some major public transport operators, including uh, railway op operators, all franchise bus companies, some major outlying islands ferry operators, and the Hong Kong tramway have formulated their business continuity plans the plans cover, among others, the contingency surface arrangement in the case of manpower shortage, as well as the plan for stocking up additional critical spare parts. The government, the community and the operators all consider the formulation of such business continuity plans essential and instrumental to deal with impact of COVID-19 on the public transport services. In fact, Transport Department issued letters appealing all public transport operators to step up anti-epidemic preventive measures since January 2020. 
We have also referred them to the Center for Health Protection's webpage to follow some health advice or so-called guidelines on prevention of COVID-19 update from time to time. All public transport operators have stepped up cleansing and disinfection of trains, vehicle, and vessel compartments, public transport interchange, depots, ferry piers, and facilities, and enhanced publicity and promotions on those measures to maintain personal hygiene. You are aware that you know, transport department is not an expert on some antimicrobial technology in defection. But however, whenever possible, we have been encouraging wider application of some antimicrobial technology in public transport through disseminating the latest information from technology company and university. Currently, the well company, MTR, the franchise bus, taxi, and some public life bus operator have made use of new technology, such as the nano photocatalytic technology to disinfect their vehicles and train compartments. Other operators are also exploring the application. We are liaising and referring further information when received uh, on similar technology to the operator for consideration. To enhance the anti-epidemic measures, Transport Department has also provided free COVID-19 testing service to the transport trade since the mid July 2020, including employees of the public transport services. You are aware that uh, the government also announced the inclusion of some priority groups for receiving vaccination, including staff of local public transport service operator, that is MTR, franchise bus, public libraries, tram, taxi, local ferry, and Kaito operator, etc. So we believe that this free testing and vaccination can ease the mind of some frontline staff and drivers and also the passengers. Despite some drivers test positive for COVID-19 last year, Hong Kong people still considered taking public transport facilities as a safe and reliable environment without much intention to drive. About a year since the first outbreak of COVID-19 in Hong Kong, when you're looking back in the past, what is the most impressive challenge to overcome in joint hands with the transport operators? Mm, for challenges, uh, I would like to talk about reduction in frequency and surface of both our MTR and franchise bus services. As what I've mentioned, the public transport operators initiate some proposals for large-scale surface level adjustment in response to drastic patronage drop, so as to save costs to maintain their financial viability. Frankly speaking, we did receive some complaints against the operator not running the schedules according to scheduled services, or the operators could not promptly enhance the surface in response to the sudden upsurge in passenger demand. We have been following up with the operators by checking their operating records, arranging regular surveys, inspection, and conducting regular reviews and meeting with them. We try to set up an automatic mechanism to increase or reduce the surface level as a new normal. 
we have closely monitored the actual circumstances and the operational situation and request the operators to adjust the surface commensurate with their passenger demand in a timely manner. I would say that local passengers get used to putting high expectations on the punctuality of transport services. So could you tell us more how TD tackle the challenge with bus and rail operators? In fact, five franchise bus companies submit application to transport department for temporary surface adjustment of some bus routes after reviewing the operational and surface arrangement. We transport department naturally has examined the application very seriously, taking into account factors such as the extent of patronage drop of the routes, the occupancy rate, the impact of the proposed surface adjustment on the waiting time, bus resources deployment, public acceptability to the adjustment, etc. And actually, we have approved the bus company to adjust the frequency or suspend surface of about 370 routes during the period. The frequency of bus routes concerned will be lengthened by no more than five minutes, while the off-peak frequency would usually not longer than 13 minutes. We would not approve further service reduction to some problematic or some complaint flown routes, and approval is granted only for a short period of time, such as a weekly base, so that we can always review the situation. As for railway services in the domestic network, there were basically four rounds of service adjustment, mainly frequency reduction. Uh, one important principle is that uh, we will try hard to maintain the peak hour frequency, except airport link or Disney resort line. We only approved the reduction in long peak frequency, as well as services on Saturday, Sunday, and public holiday, etc. We are also mindful to keep the forecast occupancy rate of railway lines be under 70% so as to maintain social distancing. The headways will be kept within 10 minutes. For those suspended routes, such as the Disney Resort line, we request shuttle bus to be operated so as to help the passengers in need. On the bright side of pandemic, it pushed everyone to rethink what is the most wanted public transport services. Many inspirations pops in the future mobility plan to gain passengers confidence in the post-COVID period for sure. Can you share some of the plan with us? The highly cost-effective efficient and reliable public transport service of Hong Kong are attributable to the fact that they have been operating on a prudent commercial principle, essentially without any direct subsidy from the government. So in the post-COVID-19 period, we envisage that the following features in the public transport system will continue to advance. I would like to talk about three aspects. Uh, firstly, the electronic payment system. I think the pandemic is actually driving rapid shift in consumer behavior. There is a shift from in-person payments to e-commerce, which allows for enhanced social distancing, 
detectionist and continuous payment options will be imperative for transit ongoing viability. For example, one of our franchise first company um, has accepted other electronic payments besides autobus card, including QR codes and some continuous credit card payment. I know that some other franchise bus companies are also conducting similar trials. Our MTR system has also accepted QR codes and is planning to further accept continuous cards as another fair payment means in the domestic network in the years to come. Uh, at present, some taxi operators, uh, drivers have also accepted electronic payment, some like uh, electronic money and credit cards, etc. So I think the electronic payment system may be one of our future goals. Secondly, I would like to talk about some mobility on demand. There have been changes in travel characteristics owing to the COVID-19. We can also observe some changes in travel characteristics as people tend to travel less. Work from home, attend meetings while video conferencing, and take away food or have food delivered to their home workplace instead of having meals in restaurants. Such a so-called new normal has a far-reaching impact on trip-making characteristics and the traffic conditions. Therefore, in future, I think we have to explore the flexible enhancement of dynamic scheduling or some on-demand timetable or some flexible routing for our public transport services so as to enhance the whole public transport network. For example, we may promote some mobility on demand that which can provide some personalized point-to-point transport service to passengers. We may use the common platform for matching passenger demand, for example, carpooling, car sharing, or some on-demand private cars by means of the mobile apps. I think we can examine how those on-demand transfer services can be operated based on the real-time passenger demand and shared data in future. Another point is that we also know that citizens love to walk more, at least for the first and last miles. We propose to follow some other countries or cities, such as the UK or Singapore, on promoting active transport so as to reduce the mechanized transport, especially on walking and cycling. We try to induce citizens towards greener and healthier lifestyles and appreciate the benefit of active transport we plan to dedicate more road space or community space for walking and cycling and also for public transport so that the public transport services can be enhanced to have more patronage. 
you may be aware that transport department is rolling out a series of initiatives to enhance the overall walkability of our city for people to commute, to connect, to enjoy, making walking and cycling an integral part of Hong Kong as a sustainable city. Encouraging the public to use public transport services and to walk more will help reduce the use of private cars. This will in turn further ease road congestion and improve air quality so that Hong Kong can pursue sustainable development. We have been living with this new normal for over a year. So Manho, as a passenger of public transport, what is paramount for you to restore and maintain confidence in the safety of public transport networks? Public transport services are closely related to the daily life of our public. Every day, over 12 million passenger trips are made through different public transport services in Hong Kong. I am also taking public transport, say MTRC and buses quite frequently. I would consider that Passengers in Hong Kong have never lost trust in our public transit system, nor lost confidence in taking the public transit system during the COVID-19 period. The mere drop in patronage reflect only the decrease in passenger demand, but not related to a loss of trust. Let me share with you my impression on our public transport system. Firstly, I feel the public transport system clean and disinfected. As a frequent commuter, I actually can see the cleaner, the helper to disinfect the train and bus compartment, the infrastructure such as the public transport interchange, the stations, with pitch solutions every day. To steam the spreading of virus, the Maryland government department had conducted inspections to check the regular cleansing and disinfection activity, check their records, and check their public publicity materials. So this inspection can ascertain that our public transport operator has been continuing to put in place all preventive and improvement measures against COVID-19. This really empowered the public confidence in the hygiene of our public transport system. Secondly, I feel our public transport frontline staff healthy. The government has provided free COVID-19 testing service to all frontline staff of transport trade, including the drivers and inspectors. In addition, the operator have also provided sufficient protective equipment to the frontline staff, including masks, and hand sanitizer, etc. So such measures can help achieve early identification, early isolation, and early treatment of infected frontline staff to cut the virus transmission chains. Hong Kong government has recently announced the arrangements for territory-wide COVID-19 vaccination program. I just learned that the priority groups of the program would also be further extend to cover frontline staff of the public transport services, including the drivers and the inspector, etc. So as a passenger, 
I have no worry on the health situation of the drivers or staff of the operators who actually serve us every day. Thirdly, I feel passengers' alertness high. Our health department has been advising passengers that they should wear surgical masks when taking public transport. Even in a very early stage, where it was not a mandatory lawful requirement to do so, the public transport operator have been reminding the passengers to wear masks through their announcement systems or display panels, notice posters, etc. And all the uh, MTR station or bus terminal, etc. Uh, have been posed with those publicity materials. Do you have any other observation in your commuting experience on public transport? According to my observation, over 95% of passengers did wear masks when taking public transport, even in earlier days. They are very well disciplined. In view of development of the COVID-19 pandemic situation in Hong Kong, there were actually calls for making it compulsory by legislation for passengers to wear masks when commuting on public transport. There was not much public outcry against this legislative amendment. So the government looked into the request very seriously. And in fact, a new legislation was enacted in July 2020, requiring a passengers to wear the mask when boarding the public transport services or when he is present in an MTR pay area. So the implementation has been very smooth and there were only a few reported cases on the enforcement issues. Nowadays, I would say that almost 99%, if not all, of the passengers are wearing masks in public spaces, in our infrastructures, or in our public transport vehicles and compartments. Both the public transport operators and the passengers are sparing no effort to contain the spread of COVID-19. Thank you so much, Manho. Public transportation accounts for over 90% of the total commuter trips in Hong Kong. The government has been adopting a transport-oriented policy with the railway as a backbone for years. TD took some initiatives to explore new mobility and support the survival and resilience of public transport operators, which are usually private in accordance with commercial principles. From his sharing, we understand a well-developed public transport system will satisfy the need of community and support the city's development. All these are the keys to keep Hong Kong moving. Thank you for our listening for this episode and please stay tuned for the next episode. Bye-bye.